and we're live. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to Daily Confidence for Entrepreneurs. My name is Mustafa Hosseini, and uh, today we're doing episode 15 of Daily Confidence. I have an amazing guest here today, Jesse T. Welcome, Jesse. Thanks so much, Mustafa. Pleasure to be here. It is great to have you. I'm going to do the uh, little bit of intro, talk, tell you about the um, show, and then we're going to dive right into an amazing topic here. So at Daily Confidence, our goal is to share tips and ad actionable advice that you can use on a daily basis when it comes to running your business. While we're running the um, show live or when it gets po posted on our podcast, we will do weekly draws for various gifts that we give away. And for you to qualify for the draw, you can uh, enter the draw by liking, subscribing, and commenting on the live show or on our podcast. Tag a friend that could benefit from this topic or conversation. Uh, jump on the live feed or on our podcast and ask a question uh, while we're here. And, uh, you know, subscribe to our, our show on your favorite channel. Uh, we also have a list uh, of uh, things you could do to boost your confidence called Com uh, Confidence 52 Checklist. That is a result of me working on my confidence while running my business personally and dealing with people over the past 20 years. There are 52 things that you can do that are on the list. So you can download it from the uh, link that I have just posted on, uh, on the comments here. I am going to introduce Jesse Hinner in a second. And today's topic is overcoming adversity and building confidence through the storm. I love the sound of that, and I cannot wait to uh, hear what Jesse has to share with us and teach and educate us on that topic. So welcome, Jesse. Hey, it's great to be here. I appreciate you having me on, brother. Great to have you. I'm going to do the proper introduction, and we're going to dive right into it. Beautiful. So Jesse is the founder of 46 and 2 Wealth Partners, a fee-only, fee not free, fee-only registered investment advisory firm in Georgia. Uh, Jesse also hosts the Jesse T show a mindset focused podcast that teaches anyone hunting greatness in business, health and wellness, and in relationships, the secrets to success. At an early age, Jesse realized he had a knack for being an entrepreneur and being an entrepreneur, he would buy, sell and trade comic books and sport cards growing up in Boston during the harsh winter month, Jesse would shovel his neighbor's sidewalks and driveways, earning a few dollars. Uh, and other times, a cup of hot chocolate. Uh, I know how that feels because up here in uh, Calgary, Alberta, we have harsh winters as well. In 2011, Jesse entered the world of financial caregiving. Since then, he has become more and more passionate about upholding his uh, fiduciary responsibility to those he serves. Jesse is a proud father of two beautiful boys. Jesse is a passionate human optimization nerd, enjoys the outdoors, and love loves spending time with his family, reading, cooking, and learning. Welcome, Jesse. Wow, thank you for all that. That's an amazing introduction. <laughs> You're more than welcome. Oh You're God. one of the few people that, like, within ten minutes, we were like instantly connected. Yeah. Right, and that doesn't happen very often, but it does happen, and I'm glad that uh, we got introdu introduced through Jeff. Yep. What was his last name? I forgot his last name. Jeff Heggy. Yes, Jeff Hagee. Yep. And he's from Southern Alberta as well. So, Jesse, let's dive right into it. What is your story? My story, you talk about overcoming adversity and um, building confidence through it. 
for all intents and purposes, I shouldn't be alive. Um, and so just the Cliff Notes version, born and raised in Boston, city kid, grew up poor. Um, didn't know I was poor because we lived right in front of the beach, but we definitely didn't have the things that other people would have, like heat in the winter in Boston. So we, we, we worked our way around that. Sometimes we went without like very scarcity of food, but, um, you know, just growing through my life, just the, just really quick, you know, in grade school, I was bullied pretty heavily, um, got my ass kicked every day, which felt like for years. Uh, so that was building some resilience, some toughness, going through that adversity, physical, emotional trauma, psychological trauma. My dad was a 40 year heroin addict, 35 year heroin addict. Um, seeing that, experiencing that. Um, I had my own two year run with drugs, sold drugs for a little while. It was the entrepreneurial spirit that started off as a kid that was not illegal, that became illegal, chasing the, the things that didn't matter, like cars and money and all that stuff. And um, I left Boston to save my life. I joined the military, was served in the Navy. Um, I've, I've steered and anchored uh, an aircraft carrier, which is pretty cool. Um, and it changed my life. And so fast forward, that's 2006. I got out of the military, moved to Georgia, got away from Boston, and I got into my entrepreneurial career, started a business, ran it for four years. I had outside salespeople going out, selling door to door, working on commission, had about 30 people in my office that spawned off another five offices in the Southeast. Uh, if you could think of Groupon, it was like Groupon, but door to door. So we were doing discounts and services for sports teams, restaurants, hotels, golf courses. And that just led me through uh, some seasons of life. My ex-wife and I uh, lost a daughter that I held in my arms until she took her last breath. Uh, I held my mom until she took her last breath. So I've held death in my hands twice with some pretty significant moments, um, all teaching me about life, teaching me about gratitude, teaching me about time, the value of time. Memento Mori is a stoic philosophy that talks about know that you're going to die, know that you're mortal. So show the fuck up today and make sure that you're you know, doing the best you can by the people around you and, and who you serve. And so that's led me to a place of service. Um, I run a business that I'm a fiduciary, which means I don't screw over my clients and I can't and I won't. And I perfectly align with their goals and I help them with living their best life through financial planning. And that's what I do today. Fantastic. So, wow, that's, that's a heck of a story. That sounds like you've been through a lot. A lot. Yeah. Very which, uh, tells me volume, volumes about who you are and your experience and the rest of it. So... How did you get into um, financial financial planning? You know, as a kid, I always had this business like thirst to be around business people, to, to be exchanging ideas and, and, and making money with people. And so that was something that was kind of built in my DNA. But through the years, I became more and more fascinated with money. And I actually came, it probably came from a place of scarcity, where as a kid, we didn't have any money. So I wanted to learn about the wisdom of wealth and what that meant to become wealthy. And I felt that I had enough intelligence and drive to be able to figure it out. And so um, in school, in college, I went for a little while at community college. I was studying things like accounting, business administration. The idea of being an entrepreneur uh, excited me. And then I just, you know, through some different iterations, man, I, I was recruited um, into banking. In 2011, became a branch manager, a business banker, um, you know, really understood the lending, deposit, cash management side. And then I was recruited away from banking to go run a state farm agency, which they do a lot of financial services, insurance, things like this. And it was more the entrepreneurial step out of banking. And then after about a year and a half, I hated it. I quit, shut my business down, um, had three employees I had to find jobs for, did that, did that except for one employee I couldn't find a job for, which really sucked, but I tried. And then I went out on my own in 2017 in February and I started Tedisco Financial, which was a, uh, a broker dealer relationship where I sold products and services for a commission, investments, insurance. 
And knowing that that wasn't the world I wanted to stay in too long, once I scaled the business enough and once I grew the revenue enough, I knew I was going to be doing what I'm doing today, which is full-blown wealth management, investment management, financial planning. Love it. Seems like you got into like management positions and you achieved quite a bit. You must have been pretty young when you did that. Yeah. Yeah. So my first, my first legitimate business that I opened up was when I was 25. Um, and I was the sole owner. I was responsible for 30 people. I probably shouldn't have been responsible for 30 people, but I was. And, uh, you know, that taught me a lot about life, taught me a lot about leadership, taught me how bad of a leader I was. Uh, I was not a good leader. I had charisma, I had people skills, but I, I couldn't lead you across the street. Um, and I learned through those iterations from 2006 till present day how to become a better leader. And it's all about being a student first and being humble and, and willing to seek out the information so you could teach others. Beautiful. Beautiful. So today we're talking about overcoming adversity and building confidence through the storm. What do you mean by that? Yeah. So where, where, where do we start? Those life moments that I've been through, I would say it probably started off with bullying, uh, getting my ass kicked literally every day, taught me how to be tough, taught me how to um, eventually fight back and, and, you know, gain the skills, picked up martial arts. A lot of confidence came from martial arts, lot, like self-confidence um, that I was beaten out of me, literally. And, 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 and then it was beaten back into me with martial arts. And, and it was weird because I found that I really liked being in that engagement once the fear was gone. And so throwing myself headfirst into the fire is, is how I learned how to not be afraid and build confidence. And it was the fear that was gripping me when I was getting bullied. It wasn't actually because I was getting punched and kicked and I wasn't, I'm not sounding like a tough guy, but it wasn't really hurting because I don't know if the guy knew what he was doing. But, but at the end of the day, I was afraid because there were three or four kids and the fear of like me getting jumped by all of them froze me. And because I didn't have like a father figure in my life to kind of help educate me, train me and teach me these things, I think that kind of made it a little bit tougher. And I was embarrassed to tell people about it. So I hid that story for years. Um, and then just other iterations, whenever I, I'm afraid of something, I face it. I put myself into a head first. I learn about it. And the other thing about building confidence is a lot with people that have been there and done. They can help coach me and educate me on how to get through those seasons of life that like may be daunting or scary. And honestly, just stepping into the fire. Love it. So you don't right now, you don't look like a guy who would get bullied. <laughs> you know. <Things> changed. <laughs> so what was going on? Were you not what, what back then when we when you were getting bullied, it, it, was it because you were not confident enough? Was it yeah. because it was I was I was afraid to fight back. The fear gripped me. Um, you know, I was I was athletic, I was average size, you know, now I'm about six, two and about two twenty, and I, and I train every day, I train martial arts and strength and conditioning and mindfulness and all these other things. But I wasn't the guy that I am today. And it was all confidence. It was the confidence was beaten out of me. I didn't have any uh, inspiration or motivation or role models to educate me and because I was afraid to tell my story. No one could help me. No one knew there was something going on. And so those perfect storm issues combined just made it like a really tough go for the first few years of grade school. <laughs> Very interesting. Yeah. Because, because, uh, like, honestly, I, I, I have a hard time imagining and visualizing you being bullied because no. you're pretty confident, you're well put together. So what that what that tells me is it is it is very possible to to transform and change and go from not very confident to seeing a version of Jesse that is rock solid right now. Yep. One of the best yeah. compliments I ever got from a good buddy of mine. He told me I'm a walking contradiction. And that that I love that because 
again, I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't be where I'm at based on the things that I've been through and put myself through. And for one reason or another, I am here and, I've, and I'm able to share that story. So I think there's a reason for it. Um, but yeah, night and day, I'm, I'm a completely different person. And, and, and I love the path that I'm on. It's, 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 it's taught me gratitude. It's taught me uh, empathy. It's taught me um, self-awareness and humility. So it's, it, it, all these life lessons that I probably needed, it's probably why those things happened. For sure. So tell us more about overcoming adversity. What do you mean by that? And what's the best way to approach it? So overcoming adversity is uh, the first thing. It's going to sound weird, but I'm, I'm big into spirituality and all these different things in that world. But you have to surrender. And you have to surrender to the, the outcome and stop trying to control things. And then once you do that, it frees you up to be able to see things clearly. Because a lot of times when you are focused on controlling things, and you can't, you can't control the weather. You can't control what's going to happen on the road. You can manage those things, but then it's a matter of how you respond versus react. And so when something's thrown in your life, you have to learn how to pivot. You have to learn how to adjust. If it's something I learned from the military, something I learned from sports, martial arts, you're adjusting in milliseconds when people are throwing punches at your face and you're, you're blocking, you're moving, you're countering, all these things. So it's a matter of really being present, really understanding what's going on, and then applying the knowledge that you've gained or that you're learning and like always constantly reiterating, always constantly adding to your game and always constantly learning and always constantly growing. And the biggest thing is face your fears. Fear, fear is, isn't real, essentially. It's something that the mind does to protect you, right? And a lot of times, and this is kind of cliche, Will Smith says it best, but your best life is on the other side of fear. So if you face yeah. your fear and you step through that fear, you realize, A, it wasn't really real. As long as it's not mortal danger, then you're good to go. Absolutely. I could definitely resonate with that. I mean, right before the COVID hit, uh, back in February, I started taking time off. I took about two months off plus the COVID lockdown. So probably close to, to three months. And after taking that three months off, I, I basically gave up. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to surrender and I'm just going to sit back and watch and give myself time to heal and the opportunity to heal and observe and optimize and get better so after about two and a half three months of doing that i came back much stronger um you know much more put together and my brain was functioning like 70 percent better than what it was before it, it was a transformational experience yeah and so the one thing I could say is surrendering is a big part and acceptance, but at the same time, then the work comes at some point and then the uh, like doing the work, quote unquote, and, and doing the self work, you know, I'm big into mindset. I'm big into pushing my body, you know, cold, cold therapy and running races and at 220 pounds beating people half my size. Like I'm, I'm really, I'm really into pushing myself because I know where my weaknesses are or my things that could be stronger. And so you have to put the work in at some point. So surrender, accept it. It is what it is. That's silly cliche. But at the end of the day, now comes the work. And now you actually have to put the effort at some point for it. So whether it's you clear your mind for three months, and then you're just fresh and ready to go, or whether it's day to day, and you're going through the grind, there's little points of respite. And another piece to this is self self care, whatever that looks like for you. So it could be meditation, it could be journaling, it could be training and working out, it could be going to somewhere to get a massage, it could be, you know, learning and studying, you have to be able to be your own mechanic, and you have to be able to self-diagnose and, and at the same time, lean on other people and have that humility and ask for help because people do want to help. And you ask for help from the people that have been there before that can teach you and guide you and help you get to where you want to be. Absolutely. 
Actually, as a matter of fact, I actually did the surrendering thing today, this morning. Beautiful. I did not work today right until this is the first thing that I'm doing. Although I had a big to-do list today. I got up in the morning. I'm looking around. And the gut feeling is uh, it was saying, we're not working today. And so I, you know, I, I had a few phone calls and got things sorted out, but basically took the morning off and I've learned to listen to my gut feeling. Oh yeah. And, you know, if, if, if the gut feeling says we're not working, we're not working unless somebody's dying or some really the real emergency, or I have a deadline to, you know, meet if, if I don't, I'll, I, I follow my gut feeling and I feel great. And I'm very, I, I'm confident for giving myself that chance. And listening to my gut feeling. Can what do you, you feel like it's done for you? Do you feel like uh, you know? It, how do you come back from those days where you've taken that mental, physical respite? Like, like, what does that do for you for the next few days? And like, getting get, getting back into work. How do you see that's worked for you in a positive way? So right now, I have a ton going on. Like, we have a million different things to take care of, and I need time to digest and plan and strategize on what's my next step yep. and figure out the priorities and deal with like the 80 20 right and so taking that morning off well it's almost 2 30 here um almost all day off gives me the chance to relax and you know uh settle down in my mind so that i can come back in the afternoon or tomorrow or the, the day after and do much better can you relate to that Oh my goodness. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's completely, there's a couple things to that. Um, it's, it's, it's the old adage of the guy that's out there chopping down the trees with the saw, the saw is dull. He keeps going at it and he's like, I have to keep sawing down these trees. I have to keep sawing down these trees, but his blades get duller and duller and he's cutting down. He's being less efficient versus the guy that steps away and has that wherewithal piece like that mindset and says, you know, what? I need to sharpen my saw take that step back, sharpen my saw, whether that's skills, whether that's whatever that is, come back and be able to cut down more trees efficiently. And then the second piece to that, there's a guy that I follow. His name is Paul Check, C-H-E-K. And Paul Check is this amazing, I'm into human optimization. That means health and wellness, spirituality, all these different things. And he's really big on the four doctors. And one of the doctors is called Dr. Sleep or Dr. Rest. And you can't operate if you're, if you're on fumes, like if you're, out of, if you're out of gas, mentally, physically, emotionally. You have to have that um, self-love, self-care to be able to say, you know what? I need to take a day, take a half a day. I need to go do something that's going to recharge me, be around people that's going to recharge me. And honestly, even just getting sleep, getting a good night's sleep can completely change the next day for you. So I, I, those are the things that I focus on when I need to recharge. Absolutely. And adding to your point, I think I've heard President Lincoln saying, if I have six hours to cut a tree down, I'll, I'll spend the first three or four hours sharpening my axe. Yep which is which is perfect like a lot of entrepreneurs especially get 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 stuck in the cycle of i have to work really hard every day and i gotta keep pushing forward which yep. i'm one of those guys as well but if i don't stop like some days or some weeks like today to sharpen my axe so much because at some point my axe stops cutting basically yeah, yeah. so I, I need to stop sharpen the axe sharpen my mind sharpen my strategy, sharpen my to-do list so that I can keep cutting and push forward and move forward and continue with the hustle. That's right. I agree. hundred percent. What do, do you, how do you, how do you, cause I get asked this question and I, I, I think I have my method, but how do you identify when it's time to sharpen your ax? 
a lot of it comes from that intuition because I am tuned into my body and my mind and my spirit. And a lot of it is uh, introspection and discernment. So I do things like meditation, journaling. Um, I really check in with myself to see how I'm feeling. And I'm really like, especially with my body, I do a lot with my body. So I'm attuned to like when I'm a little bit, as, as Goggins would call it, David Goggins, a little mucked up where like my legs might be a little bit weak or sore from running and like maybe pivot and go do something else training wise, but still train and, or maybe take the day off and really pay attention to like the self-care. So I think it's a matter of um, really dialing in on yourself, your mindset, your body and listening, and then also discerning and, and, and really kind of paying attention to them. There's a lot of noise and there's a lot of people telling you what you should do and what you shouldn't do and how to do these things. But number one, never take advice from someone who's not where you want to be because they can't advise you. They can't help you. They could try to have your best interest. And you get a lot of people like family members that really love you and care about you. But if they've never done business before, they can't advise you on what you should be doing. And so really paying attention to people that know what they're talking about, really listening to yourself and being convicted in what, what works for you. Because here's at the end of the day, if you're a business owner, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're independent, your job is to create the life that you want and serve the clients that you want to serve. And you right. should, if you're working 80, 90 hours a week and you're miserable, why are you doing that? Why not? Why, why are you because because of people that are out there that like hustle till their eyes bleed and like you got people out there saying, you know, hustle porn, grind, 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 grind. Well, that may work for the few, but it's not a long term strategy at all. So you really have to pay attention to yourself and step into what you want, create that vision and then work yourself back from what that vision is and live the life you want to live. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, paying attention to 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 the body language, paying attention to the, the intu intuition and to your gut feeling is huge. And I think a lot of people have either learned or they just do it themselves. They have learned to somehow ignore their body and the messages that are coming from the mind and the body. And it just I, I think ignoring it hurts a lot more than helping for sure. I, and, and I and I think there's definitely some times where we have to, you know, we have to ignore it because there are things to deliver. Like right in the middle of a grind, there is that inner voice saying, you know, we need to quit and go back, you know, grab beer with my buddies and and practice nothingness. Yeah. Which you know we have to like we have to ignore those messages. Do you have any advice on on what we should ignore? Wow. That's a good question. Um, the way that I look at it is anything that doesn't align with your mission for your family, your, your relationship with spirituality, with your health and wellness, your relationship with yourself. If, if those things don't align with those super important parts of your why, then you should push them off to the side. So if you're into health and wellness, um, you know, the 80, 20 rule, rule applies for me everywhere I go. Like you mentioned the Pareto rule. So I don't eat a clean diet. Like I don't eat a perfect diet. 80% is good. It's whole foods. It's nutritious. It's single ingredient foods. It's all water. And then it's 20%. If I want to, I'm Italian. I could show you like the stuff I have on my counter that I'm going to be cooking like, like gravy and meatballs. And like you have pasta and bread and cheese. Well, I'm going to do that too, because there's a, there's a mental health. Like I grew up Italian. So that makes me happy. It makes me remind me of my childhood. So I think that living by the 80, 20 rule and understanding that if nothing aligns with what you're trying to do overall. Like if you're trying to go out and, you know, be fit and be healthy and lose some weight, maybe you shouldn't eat all the junk food. Maybe you shouldn't go out drinking every night. Like you have to look at like the common sense side of it. And if it's not aligning with that end goal, like keep it to a minimum. Absolutely. So 
What is your definition of the storm? How do you define that? Definition of the storm? Yeah, like over a building confidence through the storm through yeah. the storm. What is your definition of the storm? And how do we identify the storm and how, and how do we build confidence through it? Those yep. are like five questions in one. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'll take a shot at it. So the storm is different for everyone and it's very real for everyone. Your storm's different than mine. My storm's different than somebody else's. A storm can be a, a fleeting moment where it's as easy as someone cutting you off in, in uh, you know traffic and you have road rage and you want to lose your temper and your blood pressure goes up and you want to say something you might regret. Like, I mean, if you can calm yourself and take yourself out of that situation and center yourself, you know, you minimize the the damage that you can even do to yourself. I mean, because when you when you hurt others, you're hurting yourself, right? So the idea is whatever your storm is, sometimes it goes back to that surrender piece. Okay, this too shall pass. This storm shall pass. But then also being proactive to get yourself out of the storm. Um, you know, I've done a lot of self-work where mental, mental wise and emotion wise, where, you know, I had to actually do some heavy lifting to get to where I want to be. If I just sat there and languished and just sat around and was like uh, depressed and woe is me. I would never get out of those types of things. So I think it's it's a couple things. It's identifying what's going on. It's understanding that sometimes we have no control over these things like the pandemic, right? As business owners, we have to adjust. We have to pivot. People in general have to adjust and pivot. It's a strange time in this world. But mm -hmm. then, And then who can you... The big thing is this. Whenever you're going through a storm, you want to try to not do it alone. Whether you lean on a spouse, you lean on a best friend, you lean on a business partner. You lean on a mentor, which is really huge. Coaches and mentors are huge. People that are have your best interest at heart and want to see you succeed. Walk through life with people that can help you, that, that you can turn around and do the same for them when they're down. So I think that's the big thing too, is try not to go through the storm alone. And if you have to go through it alone, embrace it. Let it teach you. Another thing uh, I believe in is pain is one of the best teachers. It's one of the best things you can learn from. And sometimes we need that pain. We need that mental, physical, emotional pain so that we don't do those things again, or so we can re respond and be prepared better next time. Absolutely. Um, could you give us examples, like your examples of the type of storms that maybe you have dealt with and how you dealt with it with it, and how you built your confidence through it? Yeah, I'll tell you a, a, a good example of a bad example. I think this this could help people, but um, my, my ex-wife and I, we have two beautiful sons, six-year-old, four-year-old, um, amazing kids. I just saw them, you know, go off to the beach, which kind of bittersweet. I'm glad they're having fun, but I'm also sad that I'm not going to be with them for a few days. But, um, you know, when we had our first daughter, she was healthy pregnancy, came out injured at delivery. Um, and she ended up passing away after seven days of, of being in the ICU, which is the NICU for children, neonatal intensive care unit. And there wasn't a reason which was kind of hard to wrap our minds around. It was at some level, some way her airway was compromised. The, the blood flow to her brain, was compromised and she came out alive, but she needed life support to be alive. And so in terms of like how I responded to that, which wasn't a good example, it was a bad example is, is you know, obviously it's a traumatic situation, but I got really depressed, really withdrawn. I leaned, I leaned on food as like emotional eating. I started gaining weight. I started getting lazy. Um, you know, I was leading a sales team of 30 to 35 people that had to go out sale, outside, you know, business to business, working on commission, cold call and sell. And they had to be motivated to do that. You have to be motivated to walk around for eight to 10 hours a day outside in the heat or in the cold, take rejection all day and find a hundred people. And out of those hundred people, you find 10 yeses. It's a lot of rejection, but it, you know what it does is that business builds some of the best salespeople in the world. So I'm very grateful for that business. But the point is this, I felt like I couldn't 
manage myself. I felt like I couldn't lead people the right way. So I actually shut my business down after my daughter passed away after about thir- three months of, of just depression and sweeping stuff under the rug. And so what I learned from that is pride and ego, throw that aside and ask for help. And so once we started asking for help in the, in the form of, uh, for us was therapy. And so I think that reaching out and what you should do is, is, is ask experts that can help you to walk through seasons of life that you're not prepared for. And ever since then, you know, um, this has been many years ago, um, I've completely adopted therapy. I've adopted business coach and I've, I've adopted therapy. You want to have wise counsel around you to help you get through life, right? And it yep. doesn't mean you're weak. It doesn't mean you're um, not good enough. It, it, it actually shows that you're smart and you want to grow and learn. So I think that if you go through a tough season in life and you feel like, I mean, death is final, right? And especially, you know, holding your, your children should out survive you. So it's a really weird thing. But at the end of the day, when something like that happens, if you can have somebody coach you and level you up. And then for us, the cathartic thing is we've turned around, we turn that into a nonprofit where we help kids or families that have lost children of any age from the death of a miscarriage to the death of an adult child. So all these things happen for a reason. And, and it, led, it led us to a point where we could serve others through our pain and our struggle, which has become very cathartic and beautiful for us. Beautiful. That's yeah. a great example. Yeah. Um, I have learned to uh, embrace pain. And when I've hurt, when I uh, am hurt mentally or physically, um, during the time that I actually recently take, took off, I have learned to make peace with pain and, and listen to my body and see what, what the pain is telling me. Like this morning, I didn't feel like working. And what I did, I did the journaling thing. I sat down and I wrote, I, I do a brain dump when I'm, when I'm, when I'm, when there's too much going on in my head. I download everything, see what's going on. Like one of the questions I, I write and I did this morning was, what am I worried about? And then I listed everything that I was worried about. Then I explained why, why I'm worried about this thing and what I'm going to do about it. And t- it turns out out of this five or six things that I was worried about, three or four are really not, not nothing to worry about. But when I, 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 I got that realization when I put it down on, on my phone. And I, and I could crystallize the thoughts and see, deal with the reality in front of me instead of having it in my head, yep. which, you know, gave me, made me, made me much, much more able to do that. Love that process. Yeah. Well, Jesse, tell us about your, uh, your business. What do you do and who do you help? Yep. So 46 and two wealth partners, um, is a registered investment advisory firm in the state of Georgia. And I help clients all throughout the United States. And really what I do is anywhere life intersects with money, I advise my clients on how to make the best decision possible. So there's two ways I do that. With entrepreneurs and executives, those are my main clients. I'm an entrepreneur. I was an executive at one point. So I look out the same window of those people and I know what they need. And I know what they, what, like they're, they're basically my people. Like it's like, I know what they're, what they're trying to accomplish. Um, you know, whether it's investment management, they have a portfolio already set up and I go in there and I do the trades and I take care of the, you know, growing their portfolio or protecting it. But really where the rubber meets the road is the financial planning piece. And the financial planning piece is, you know, financial planning isn't a one-off scenario. It's a lifelong thing. It's lifelong habits. It's emotional. It's behavioral uh, science that goes into this. And so I'm a consultant and a coach in a sense where anywhere, um, you know, people want to keep more of their money, make more of their money. They want to stop trading time for money, not wait till they're 67 retirement age now to go ahead and enjoy their life because we're not guaranteed tomorrow. I help my clients live well today with wealth management, financial planning, so that they can go do the things they want to do and let me take care of helping them leave the legacy they want to leave behind. Good stuff. Um, 
I understand that you're sharing a gift with our audience and people that are watching or listening. Can you tell us about that, please? Yeah, I found it pretty impactful too. Um, I've, I've, I've done this with a bunch of people and they've, they've told me it's, it's been really beneficial. So, um, you know, I, I normally charge for my time. I'm a consultant and so I have to make sure I protect my time. But what I've done is I've taken uh, this 15 minute phone call with me, get on my calendar. I can send out the link and I'm on your schedule. So like whenever you have my calendar link, if you book a time with me, I'm there for you whenever that time is best for you. And what we'll talk about in 15 minutes is how to keep more of your money, make more of your money or save you money without costing you any money. So I'll give you at least one idea, whether that's investment related, whether that's financial planning related, whether it's a side hustle. I've, I've done side hustles my whole life. Like I know what it takes to start up other lines of, of income. So whatever it takes for someone to walk away from that conversation, feeling that they have something where they can tangibly go make more money or keep more money, we'll do that in 15 minutes or less. Beautiful. Love it. And gang, if you're watching or listening, uh, this is a very valuable gift that uh jesse is sharing with you if you'd like to get a better understanding of your financial world and how to deal with your wealth and health and how they relate to each other definitely take jesse and his uh uh offer get on the phone or is, is it is it a zoom call or is it a phone call i can do whatever's easier for them so my job is to remove friction from clients so if they want to do zoom if they want to do phone call um, you know, whatever we got to do. But the, the thing is, there's no catch. There's no sales pitch. It's me just adding as much value as I can in 15 minutes and trying to leave people better than I found them. So whatever works for them, I can get, I can make it happen. Fantastic. And I shared the link here, go to dailyconfidence.show slash gifts. Once you, uh, opt in, you're going to see a list of, uh, Jesse's gift right at, at the very top and our other gifts from other guest exper experts are there as well, but this is a very valuable gift. So I, I strongly advise you to go get it. Jesse, uh, is the type of guy that knows what he's talking about. He has lived and does live, uh, what he talks about. So definitely take him on that. The link again is dailyconfidence.show slash gifts. So Jesse, what do you do for fun? Uh, <laughs> so I'm really big into moving my body. Um, I, I like, so human optimization, there's this weird term called biohacking. So I like to get out in nature. I like to get my feet on the ground, do some grounding, I like to get in the sun. So right now that's the most important thing people can be doing for a health standpoint. If you get 15 minutes of sun every day, if you get out and connect with the earth and if you get your body moving 30 minutes a day, you can literally stave off most infections and disease. So you really can control your health and wellness. So I'm big into health and wellness. Um, I was supposed to be in Peru. This is spiritual wellness, but I was supposed to be in Peru back in May on a sacred plant medicine journey. So for me, I'm on my journey to find God and, you know, I, I believe in God, but like, I want to strengthen that tie and I want to see what that looks like for me and do a lot of this spiritual work. Um, and so I'm, I'm delving into that world of teacher plants, whether that's ayahuasca, psilocybin mushrooms, um, but doing it under the guise of like, not trying to just go do plant medicines, but actually learn something, come back a better person and get the wisdom that these things ha have given people for millennia. So I'm big into that side of things. Um, I'm big into building my business and helping people, making sure that I can serve. My, my whole thing is being of service, leaving people better than I found them. Um, so that's another big thing. The kids, I love getting outside. We do hikes. So I have my six-year-old and almost four-year-old hiking almost two miles up and two miles down this beautiful mountain here in Kennesaw, Georgia. And like, just trying to role model the things for them that I wasn't taught, trying to teach them about masculinity, trying to teach them about how to show up in the world and be a better person. So my whole thing is if I wasn't given the tools, but I've learned them along the way, if I could share them, that's my whole, that's my whole jam. Love it. Love it. Could you, um, 
and I think we got to get together and do some hiking at some point. I'd love to. Because I'm a hiker and I love spending time in the mountains and 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 in nature. So I think we're going to get along just fine. Do you ski as well? You know, it's a funny story. So um, I went on a guy's trip to Park City uh, about three years ago, and I went under the guise of going snowboarding. But here's the thing is I only snowboarded one time in my life before this. And I did it on the East Coast in North Carolina, Maggie Valley, I think it was. And the mountains in the East Coast are much different than they are on the West Coast of the United States. Basically, the West Coast of the United States or the Western side where Utah is, Park City, all that stuff. The mountains are basically like straight down. And so yeah. I, I was on for my first day, I was out there with my buddies and they're all black diamond skiers. They're all skiing. I'm the only snowboarder. They're all amazing. They go multiple times a year. And I'm out there on a snowboard trying to teach myself on day one, which I did really well. Like I was going down the green hill and I was turning into the stall. Like I was doing pretty well. I was like, I got this. The next morning I got out there, conditions completely changed. So the first, the first day it was like slushy, kind of wet snow. There was no one on the mountain. It was beautiful. And then the next day it's like sunny and everything kind of crystallized and packed down and became ice. And so I get off the ski lift on my snowboard. And as soon as I hit the, 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 the ground, I had zero control, but now there was hundreds of people on the mountain. <laughs> so I'm coming down the mountain. I think it's called home run at uh, park city and there's no netting. Like you can fall off the mountain. So I started getting really in my own head. Like I could die or kill someone else because I can't control myself. I took off my snowboard. I walked down the mountain for an hour and a half. It took me an hour and a half to walk down the mountain. <laughs> and my buddies were going across on the ski lift, heckling the crap out of me, just pointing fingers and yelling at me. And yeah, I was like, I just want to live. Like, so like, my last experience with snowboarding was probably that one. So now I'm going to pick up the skis to answer your question. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I do. I do with skiing and I do uh, what you might call it. I, I teach skiing for fun and as a volunteer. So if you ever want to come up to Calgary, Beautiful. we'll go to Banff and I'll, I'll spend the day with you, get you comfortable in your skis. I'm the, I, I'm the weirdo that'll take you up on that offer. So be prepared. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to that. Awesome. So um, uh, give us examples of what you do to boost your confidence or what you have done in the past. Mm -hmm. Do you have any processes or procedures that you do be like, you know what, here's I'm feeling down or in this situation, here's what I've done to actually become more. I, I know you give us your, the example of martial yeah. arts, but are there other things that you do to boost your confidence and how do you do that? Yeah. I've, I've just, I've just stepped into this in this last year with the step like for confidence and it's keeping commitments and promises to myself for some reason through my life, I would, I would quit on myself or uh, not keep promises to myself versus someone else. So like, I would make sure that if somebody else, I had an appointment with them or somebody, I was doing something for them. I would want to come through for them a lot of times more than I would for myself. And what happens is you, if you don't keep your word to yourself, you start distrusting yourself. And like this, this is weird psychological thing that happens. And so over the last year, I've really paid attention to anytime I want to quit on myself or anytime I don't keep my word and commitment to myself, and what that's done is it's made me super self-aware about my confidence. And like it, it, it just builds this trust with yourself. And so from just that standpoint alone, that's helped me leaps and bounds. As far as other things, it's, it's pushing myself in all these different ways and, and learning that there's another level and learning that there's another, uh, another piece to the puzzle, uh, whether that's cold therapy. Uh, and that's big for mindset, like sitting in ice buckets or ice, ice tubs and, you know, doing the Wim Hof breathing method, yeah. I do all that stuff. And it oh, teaches yeah. you so much about yourself. Um, and, and it does give you confidence. And then when you're out there, I just became a runner two years ago. And then within two years, I've started placing, showing and winning in these little 5k races. And that gives you a lot of confidence. And mm -hmm. it's just 
the work that goes into it, like I'm, I can be a workhorse when I want to be, but the confidence comes for me from the repetitions, the learning, and then all that put together creates belief, which is your confidence. Absolutely. I, I absolutely love the Wim Hof method. And now every time I go out of town, I dive into the river or any lake that I'm around. Beautiful. And what I love about the Wim Hof method that really resonated with me were two things. Number one, if you want to get into cold water or in a cold shower, you have to overcome your fears, mm -hmm. which is a huge thing. Um, uh, and then the next thing that he taught me was that you have to focus your mind because once you're in that cold water, you can't think about anything else. You have to, <laughs> you have to stay focused on, on your breathing and the rest of it oh and all the other health uh, benefits that it comes with. For sure. Um, so I, I, I love, do you do that? Like, do you actively get into cold water at home no, or outside? every, so where I'm at now is every single day, pretty much without fail, unless a, a one-off, I always take cold showers and only cold showers and it's, it's for, and now the water is not even cold enough, but, um, it's, it's for so many things, inflammation for mindset, for energy, for, um, it affects your cells on a certain level. There's so much stuff that happens. But um, the last time I did, I did a, an ice bath, um, like in this big kind of like what football players would use and, you know, for two minutes. And it's, uh, that's not true. Actually, after that, I sat in my pool uh, that I used to have in the middle of the winter and like just for five minutes, I couldn't feel my feet. <laughs> oh, yeah. but, but, but I used to use the pool. Um, what, what I'm trying to do now and what I'm planning on doing is getting like a, like a, like a meat chest and, and just kind of insulating it and like doing some like epoxy around the seams and yep. then just keeping the water pretty cold all year round and just dipping in that at least once a day because it does so much for my energy, for my mindset, uh, health and wellness wise. So yes, I, I, I am into that world, but I'm going to go deeper into it as I go. Absolutely. Like every time I dip into the river or a, a lake water, I am, I am awake. My body's body's awakened for like a good two or three days. Yeah. I absolutely love it. It's like a, it's like a, to me, it's a different state of being and different state of consciousness where oh. like the body wakes up. And when you have to go through that overcoming the fear and the rest of it, it's, it's beautiful. So gang, if you're watching or listening, if you haven't done the Wim Hof method, you definitely should check it out. It is a, it, it's really good. Whether you're an entrepreneur or business owner or not. But one last thing I want to say about confidence is, is thought leaders that I'm into. So talking about Wim Hof, there's other guys out there, Aubrey Marcus, there's so many people out there that are doing amazing things. Um, the one that's changed my life probably the most recently is David Goggins. Um, and for those that don't know his story, it's easy to find, but basically he had a really crazy shit life too. And then he turned himself into um, a Navy SEAL, an Army Ranger, Air Force, Special Forces. He actually almost qualified for Delta Selection, which these are all the cream of the crop top military installations, special operations. And he, he started off as a kid getting bullied and he, he got, you know, really heavy and fat and he did all these bad things to his body. But what he did is he started giving a crap about himself and putting in the work and his book um, can't hurt me. It's a great book. I, I get no uh, credit for plugging this. It's just changed my life. And it's uh, it's all about his story, his journey and his mindset. And now he does ultra marathons, 250 miles at a clip, like all this crazy stuff. And it's all the power of your mind. So if he can do it, and I can do what I've, I've done in my life. I would just attest to all that stuff to mindset and just to really pushing yourself and growing. What was the title of the book again? It's called Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. Can't Hurt Me. Yep. The best way to consume uh, it, in my opinion, is the audiobook because they do like almost like a little podcast within the audiobook. So you're hearing from David specifically about certain moments and how he overcame things. And then he gives you 10 challenges to what he calls callousing your mind. 
and making your mind mentally tougher and things like cold showers, doing the things you don't want to do, stepping into those things and doing the repetitions. And it completely in the last two years has changed my life. So if that's the one shout out I could give in terms of mindset, in terms of confidence, in terms of overcoming through the storm, check that book out. It'll change your life. So the title was Can't Hurt Me by David G is what I put down. David Goggins. Yeah. G-O-G-G-I-N-S. Yep. I don't know how to spell that, but I'd leave it as at, at David, David G. Yep. I'm sure if they Google He's everywhere, it, you can see him on Joe Rogan. Uh, you could like, he does interviews and stuff. He's, he was incredible human being, been through a lot of pain, but he's turned his pain into success. Love it. I'll add it to my list. Yep. Now, Jesse, if, if you had a Facebook ad that everyone on the planet could see it mm -hmm. and you had a message for everyone, what would that ad say? It's going to sound really woo-woo and spiritual, but I would just say love. <laughs> All right. I would just say love. Love yourself. Love others. That's it. And and, and as, as easy as that sounds and as, as hokey and the kind of spiritual woo-woo as that sounds, it's literally the answer to most things in the world. If you had more love for yourself and more love for other people, the world would be a much different place. So I would just say love. Beautiful. Love it. Love it. Now, are there any anything that you want to mention that I haven't asked before we get going? Um, at this point, no, just a shameless plug. So uh, the Jesse T Show is a podcast you mentioned earlier in the show. It helps entrepreneurs, thought leaders, creators, and athletes in their journey in life. Uh, we talk about all sorts of amazing things, how to level up in business, relationships, health and wellness. We talk about the sacred plant medicines I was talking about. So there's something for everyone, and it's all around this, the mindset of growing within those areas. So if you're an entrepreneur, thought leader, creator, or athlete, you want to grow, check it out. Um, and, and that would be my only ask. Beautiful. Jesse, this has been an absolutely amazing conversation. Thank you for joining me. And thank you for sharing your message with me and our audience and people that are watching and listening. Great to have you. Been an absolute pleasure. Um, my, my brother, thank you so much for your time. I will take you up on your, your travel plans coming up there. You can teach me how to ski and I'll show you, you know, my resilience. <laughs> sure. I mean, you, uh, you, you know, fly up here to Calgary and uh, I would gl gladly take a day off <laughs> and then. Go, you know, because we got some world-class ski resorts here in our backyard Beautiful. Uh, in Banff National Park and around. So thank you. Thank you again. For those of you who are watching, uh, I did post the link here to Jesse's gift. Do take him on his um, generous offer. Uh, if you want to take advantage of that, go to dailyconfidence.show slash gifts. And then the link to his calendar is actually there. So you can pick a time on his calendar and pick his mind and, uh, you know, explore the possibilities for 15 minutes that he graciously offered. Now, again, if you want to enter our draw uh, to for additional gifts and giveaways that we do during the show, if you like, subscribe and comment during the show. If you tag a friend uh, that could benefit from uh, the topic and the title that we were talking about and or if you ask questions, on our live show, on the feed, on our or on our podcast. And if you subscribe to our podcast and write a review about the show, uh, you get entered for the draw for any of those uh, activities. Now, one way that uh, we help, uh, one of the ways that we help our uh, audience and our students to boost their confidence is through my bootcamp, Simple Marketing Formula Bootcamp which we uh, run it uh, right now. We're running on a monthly basis. Next next one is coming up in September. Uh, join us. That's where we help you to put your one-page strategic marketing plan together in seven days or less. It's a live boot camp. And uh, it is a $2,000 workshop that we're offering it for free right now. 
it's not going to be like that forever. So take this and go read some reviews from the people that have attended and see what they say. If you feel that getting some clarity and focus from your business on how to uh, on your business, on how to grow and scale your business and developing your confidence as a result is a thing that might help you check it out. And I look forward to serving and supporting you. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you uh, for joining us. Thank you, uh, everybody, for watching and listening. I look forward to seeing you in our next episode. Have a wonderful day, week, and month, and we'll see you later. Thank you. Bye now.